Hello, besties. Hi, besties. Look at that. I started it out with a little song for you yeah. guys. Because this week we are talking about a musical. But it's great. We'll get into that in a sec. We don't need to, we need to dive right in. All right. Um, I have some funny, some... <laughs> You know, that, you know that video of Shamar where he's like, I'm just in a silly, goofy mood. Yes, I do. I'm just in a silly, goofy mood. That is so sad that that's him. It really hurts me. He is a clown. There's also one where he's like, literally. he's like, I'm gay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> that man is crazy. Anyway, love Shamar more. But I was about to say... I have some silly, goofy things to tell you. Oh, my God. I'm just in a silly, goofy mood. Um, my sister doesn't listen to this podcast, so I can say this, because I... Well, maybe she listens. I don't know. Hmm. No. Don't know. You don't think so? I doubt it. I don't think she ever had... She's not been known to listen yet, mm-hmm. so it would be surprised if she did this week, but I do right. just have to say to, to you, this girl went off to camp this week summer mm-hmm. camp cute as one does she's been many times before mm-hmm. you know yeah you, what do you pack when you go to camp i don't go to camp well what would you think one would pack clothing Mm-hmm. any particular types of clothing like it's hot so like summer clothing shorts okay. undergarments yes what type of swimsuit would you pack None, but okay. Well, anyway, I'm just. We don't swim in this house. Yeah, I don't swim, but my sister's really good at swimming. I was just oh. alluding to the fact that my sister went off to camp, um, finished her first week at camp, but she's working there for two weeks because she's like an LIT, like a whatever leader in training. I think is what that's oh, called. Oh, that's cute. Um, she didn't pack anything. My dad just had to go take her a suitcase of clothes in a sleeping bag and a pillow. She just finished the first week? She wore one shirt all week. Why did she... What did she take with her? I think she took with her... Th- okay, the the bigger issue here is sexism. Because it's a YMCA camp. And so yes. they have, like, rules for the types of clothes that you can wear. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's, like... YMCA is at fault as well. But I think that sh- her clothing maybe didn't past the guidelines of the YMCA mm. clothing expectations and so she literally was like not allowed to wear any of the clothes that she brought <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm laughing because it's not funny but it's a little bit funny it's a little bit funny because at this point okay if you know that you're working for the Young Men's Christians Association I'm sure you could look up guidelines for their clothing prior to going to one of th- also she's been to this camp like for like five years in a row oh so that's just my she should have some like she should have some idea of what she can and cannot wear yeah so my dad and i clowned on her a little bit last night while we were well not to her knowledge but just the two of right. us sat at dinner and chatted mm-hmm. <laughs> so i wish her all the best with her new clothes that my dad is bringing her i love that for her <laughs> that's just my silly goofy Off story to a great start i know my aunt also just came over um 
and I told her about our podcast and she was so excited to hear about it and oh I was like bitch I thought I told you about this aunt. I thought I told her about it a long time ago because when I recorded the theme song I was in her mm-hmm. house house sitting yeah and she didn't even know wow I was like oh my god I can't believe I didn't tell her earlier so now she's gonna listen we got a new fan hey hey, hey Kimber her name's Kimber but we call her Kimberlini in our family oh mm-hmm. cute yep cute yep 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 all right well do you have any silly goofy stories to share before we get into our weeks um i also can, I can hear you myself in your headphones a little tiny bit let me turn my turn okay. you down i'm just deaf no it's okay it's fine <laughs> let me tell you about what happened to me yesterday in the elevator oh my god <laughs> <laughs> we were staying at this lodge hotel suite type of thing for our little weekend getaway weekend that getaway. we did. You, your sister, and, and your mom, right? Yes, a nice girl's trip, you know. So cute. Or whatever. Did, did, was it everything you wanted it to be and more? Was it Tiffany it was, Haddish in New Orleans? No. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm, negative. <laughs> negative. But this kind of explains why it wasn't like that. Okay. Um. So we got there. We had to check in at three. So we get there. We're like going upstairs. But, you know, there are no black people it's just white people mm. and so we were already skeptical mm-hmm. because hmm as you we should are be. black we don't want to you know encounter any racist behavior racism we don't need any Racismo. of that exactly we don't need any of as that they say in Spanish. none of that here but we checked in or whatever and we're like oh this is nice it's really nice in here and everything's really nice Mm -hmm. and so then we decided to go to applebee's because like we weren't gonna eat in the restaurant right that's inside the hotel because Mm -hmm. it was just white people in there Mm -hmm. and we didn't want to look you know yeah like we just did i like that little movement you you just did thank you she did the um uh radio rubble (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. If anybody who can't see, well, nobody can see us. I'm sorry. It's fine. Anyway, go on. We get to Applebee's, and this is also like, I'm gonna go off about something else. Okay. I know, because I never tell stories the way I should. But while we're at Applebee's, my mom got her a little nice drink because I was driving, so it didn't mm-hmm. really matter. Um, so she got herself a drink, and then we had our food and we were eating and we were just having a good time Mm -hmm. also there's like four black people in there counting us Mm -hmm. um so we're sitting there eating and then this woman and her daughter i'm guessing like walks by our table and is like i think i need to join y'all's table with y'all's drinks and stuff and we were just like (laughs) in a panoramic what and so then she walked away and we were just like what what's that okay we must look like we're having fun if she like was like oh my god yeah or whatever and so then she comes back on their way out and she was like yeah we've been in the car with my mother-in-law for an hour and a half and she's getting on our nerves oh my god we don't know this woman no we've never met this woman in our life Mm -hmm. but she was telling us she was like what kind of drink is that like what she was asking my mom like what kind of drink she had and her daughter was like yeah that's the one i wanted in your business yeah they were just talking to us and we were just like oh okay yeah obviously we think we we must look friendly or whatever because you must have an aura of exactly approachability exactly because then our waitress came back and told us that she's lactose intolerant but she eats like 
the molten lava cake. Why um, was your lawyer telling you this? That's what I was trying to figure out. She said she used to eat that um, dessert that they have at Applebee's every day of the week. She that said she I got worked hot there. snakes and bubble gut. <laughs> Quite literally was like, yeah, I ate it every day, but I'm lactose intolerant, so I would be running to the bathroom to go blow it up. And I was like, hot snakes right and bubble gut. That's from Person Rack. Hey, please. He's like, she's like, what's hot snakes? And he goes, it's like when the diarrhea comes out like a hot snake. <laughs> Thank I'm you sorry. so much. Thank you, Chris Thank Pratt, you so for that, Jeff. Thank you so much. Anyway, <laughs> after that, we left Applebee's and we be- went back to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And people were down there eating dinner, you know, and mm-hmm. we were like looking around. And my Jella was like showing me the pool and stuff because they went to explore okay. while I just sat in the hotel because mm-hmm. the room because I don't explore. Not when I don't know what my surroundings. Yes. No, thank you. But she was showing me the pool. And then when we were coming back, we were heading to the elevator. My mom was getting on the elevator. Um, and so we get over there and there's this lady with this dog. And so Jayla's like, oh, that's a cute dog. And she was like, oh, thank you. And by this point, I'm like, she she kind of looks drunk. Okay. It's giving intoxicated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to say anything because maybe, she, maybe she's not intoxicated and this is just her. Like... Anyways, yeah. and so then me and my mom and Jayla get onto the elevator. Her boyfriend takes the dog and they take the stairs. Okay. And then she gets on the elevator with us. So it's just the four of us in the elevator. And so she starts talking about... Is, um, is the race of this woman relevant? Is she a white lady? She is Caucasian, yes. Okay. She's a white this lady. Is, this is just helping me picture the situation better. Yes, she's a white lady. Um, she's a brunette. Okay. And she's like holding a bottle of what wine. What age? She's, I'm going to give her 35, maybe. Oh, okay, okay. So, like, she's not... I was picturing old, so... No, no. Okay. She's moderately young. Okay. Like, young enough to be taking a trip with her boyfriend... Okay. ...with a bottle of wine... Okay. ...in the elevator with black people. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> we're standing in there, and so then she goes, are y'all from here? Like, do y'all live here? And we were like, no we're from south carolina she was like oh i'm from charleston south carolina do y'all think that the people here are just rude like they're not welcoming at all and so then she's like ranting about like people being people like not being welcoming here at all and so then me we were like oh yeah it is definitely different from south carolina because south carolina is a very hospitable place i guess but we were only in north carolina yeah so that just shows you like the culture shock Mm -hmm. and that she was going through and so we get off the elevator like we're walking out of the elevator and she goes and some of these people keep smoking and stuff she's like i don't care if you smoke i don't care if you're gay (laughs) (laughs) and looks like directly at me where did this come from (laughs) we were talking about smoking smoking and she said i don't care if you're gay yes that's (laughs) literally what she said because we were like standing there and oh so then we get back God. into the room and Jayla was like Janine she looked right at you when she <gasps> said that <laughs> I said I said I must look queer because I don't know Why how else? I, don't, I, don't, I don't know it was like unprovoked like I don't that know is... like there was nothing in the conversation that would have led her to that to say conclusion. that conclusion not even just the conclusion just like the thought of saying that Mm -hmm. smoking gay 
I'm not what seeing the, what was the correlation. I'm not, I'm not seeing the connection. I'm not seeing the connection. Oh but she God. said that, and I was like, well. I'm glad you don't care. (laughs) Okay, thank you for that information. I don't smoke, but I mean, I am one of those things that you said. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) Thank you for sharing your thoughts and feelings. But yeah, she was very upset about the place not being hospitable enough. Um, She said like she went to Chick Fil A because they didn't even know that Applebee's was open or like they couldn't find the Applebee's. Mm And so then she was like, yeah, they wouldn't even serve us. Like, they are not hospitable, la, 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 la. And she was, like, ranting and vented to us in the elevator in the hallway. Everybody was was talking to you. Just Yeah, for no reason, really. Yeah. That's crazy. For no reason at all. Um, But, yeah, it's definitely, I think it was a racist town because, like, everything, not that because everything was closed today. Mm But that's just very Christian because, you know, they're making sure you go into church. There was nothing open today. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Um, We in Portland here, we have something called this is not a real thing, but it's just what we call it in my family. Mm -hmm. The church of brunch, because everything's open on Sunday and no one here is religious. So everybody on Sunday is literally just brunch day in Portland, Oregon. That's so nice. You will go. Okay, there's, like, a couple streets here, you know, that are, like, the busy streets with a lot of businesses that everybody hangs out. And, like, the one closest to my... Well, there's, like, two streets in my neighborhood, Mississippi and Alberta Street, that both have, like, you know... They're very, like, boutique-y and, like, all... Yeah. Like, you know, it's, like, it's the street that you go walk along when you're in Portland and, like, check it out, whatever. If you drive down, like, especially Alberta Street on a Sunday at, like, 11 a.m., there will be lines around the block for brunch places. Oh there is also a church on Alberta Street can't say that there's a line around the block to get in there hmm. but there certainly is at every brunch restaurant that's so nice in the neighboring so. area i um, love brunch yeah i love the church of brunch i think that um portlandia might have actually done an episode about that but mm, wow. i don't know how i feel about portlandia i have mixed feelings I started it you should watch it just uh to get a sense of what uh portland white portland is. is like okay but um there are like i businesses here have beef with the Portlandia people because of like filming situations that like turned out to be really shitty for the businesses mm-hmm. that they used to film in and so, so I don't really uh, I don't know mm. but um Shrill is also good and that's also shot in Portland so if you want a Portland show right have you, watched you Shrill? watch part of that oh yeah we watched Leslie one episode because Leslie Gerson's in it. it she's so good in it I was like wow. oh my god I love her Leslie okay. well love Leslie anyway I'm gonna quickly run down my week nothing much happened this week except lots of furniture hunting i got a free dresser on the side of the road which i'm so excited about i'm gonna paint it now i'm thinking i'm gonna paint the trim like a cream like a very light like almost white but like slightly Mm off-white and then the colored part of the dresser pink because right now it's like this yellow and green combo that doesn't look good at all um but the green that the dresser is is the color of my old bedroom if you can believe that um hated that color um and then nothing else is really exciting except for the fact that my job is just my favorite job ever in the entire world and i never want to stop working there even though it's like an eight-week internship so it is what it is and then i beats me i don't want to know i don't want to remind myself how little i have left probably i'm probably on like week six no it can't be when did you start second week of june june is four weeks ago 
Honestly, whatever. Let's not do math. I'm not interested. (laughs) It's fine. But I am loving my internship. Don't want to leave. And I'm getting to write a really cool piece that hopefully will be on a blog. Hopefully sometime in the near future that you guys can read. And I'm possibly going to get to interview some really cool folks for it, which I don't know. Just people I really respect in the entertainment industry. I don't know exactly. Nothing is confirmed. But I'm like, oh. I'm just excited to be like writing about things that matter to me in the entertainment industry and possibly getting to talk to some cool folks about it. So stay on the lookout for that. I will probably post a lot about it if it does end up like getting published and stuff. Um, and yeah, I have nothing else to share. What about Thank you? Thank you for that lovely week <laughs> recap. Um, I am approaching the last full week of my Espanol class. Oh. I'm sure um, you're so that, stoked. I have, yes. After that, I have two more days. I got really blessed and lucky, and I don't know what to do, but my teacher canceled both of our oral exams. Wow. So there's no way I'm going to fail now, so I'm not really concerned about it anymore. Mm-hmm. If we did orals, I was going to fail. Like, there's just no... I can't. I can't. She's going to ask me a question. I'm not going to know what she's saying. And I'm not going to know how to answer. So, I mean, it's fine. But those are canceled. And she canceled something else as well. Um, but uh, I just went to work. Went to class. Did I do anything else of relevance? Of week? relevance. <laughs> I feel like... Oh, I finished like I finished Criminal Minds. Yeah. That was something, I guess. And then I watched... Did you know they're doing a freaking... Reboot, Reboot though? Yes, I do. So we don't even have to be sad that it's over because it's not exactly. really over. Um, what else did I do? I I watched Atypical Season 4. I have not started that show. Never seen mm, a thing. It's questionable. It's definitely got some controversial elements, but mm. I mean, I like some storylines mm-hmm. more than others. And then I also watched Never Have I Ever Season 2. Yeah, also have not seen that. And came to some conclusions about myself. Interesting. And my preferences in television, especially like romance. I cannot, for the life of me, I don't know if it's just me or if mm-hmm. it's just like because I'm getting older. I cannot. I hate teenage romance me stories. Me too, I was about to say. Okay, I'm glad that you said that because that's why I can't watch any shows like that. Like, I really exactly. try. I like um, sex education, but even then, that one's like pushing it. Like, that one's like mm-hmm. almost too cheesy for me to be to enjoy it but I I watch it for Jillian because Mm -hmm. she's the best fucking part of it without a doubt and it is funny across the board but Mm -hmm. I feel like there comes a point where it's like adults get too detached from their teenage selves to be able to write teenagers yeah do you feel that and never have I ever is Mindy Kaling I Um, saw one clip of that show where they were talking about King Princess and they were like she's the most unproblematic celesbian yes I, that was in this season. It was very interesting. I was like, first of all, she is problematic for yeah. many reasons. Yeah, exactly. I saw a comment on the same. It was a. It was a. Vid, uh, that clip went viral on TikTok, and somebody commented, "Is it her dad, J.C. Penny?" <laughs> I don't know who her parents are, but I just know they're hella rich, and she like lies about it and says she's poor and stuff, and it's like yeah. really like weird. Yeah. I don't know. Um, unproblematic no. celebrity. <laughs> very much not true. I never want to hear that word ever again in my life. but no I cannot I don't like I do not like I thought it was just a me thing I thought it was like me 
because I was more invested in like the romance of her mom, right? And common than I was with her and her two Ooh, commons in it. Common, <gasps> yes, yes. Common, I like him very much. Yeah, very much. So I was invested in that more than I was invested right. No, in, like, like when I watch Sex Education, I'm much more invested in what Gillian Anderson and the fucking Swedish exactly. dude, or a plumber, are doing than what exactly. anybody else is doing. Yeah, no. And then I think, oh well, maybe this is just is not for my like I've reached the age bracket where it's not for me anymore. Like they're not writing for right. me, but I don't. They're writing for the one thing though is about Gen Z. Gen Z teenagers can see right through bullshit. Like yeah, and so I feel like. If we're not liking it, they're probably not liking it either. Right. <laughs> but I don't know. I've don't heard know. good things about Never Have I Ever recently. Uh, I mean, I like the show. Yeah. I like the show. It's very... I, I like it. But I mean, I also just know that I do not want to sit through that storyline very much. And two, like, I, I would say another person who, no disrespect, but clearly has some issues writing for teenagers is Ryan Murphy. Like, yeah. people say it all the time, like all his teenage characters i'm like what <laughs> even yeah. going back to glee i'm like what is this I, I, I wholeheartedly thought high school was going to be glee and when i got there and i was not experiencing those things or like just i was not just disappointing i was not santana lopez i was not mercedes like i was not and these like, people at I that age understand that his dialogue is very stylized regardless of what it is that he's mm-hmm. writing but it feels like all his teenage characters talk about and are worried about the same shit and it's always like sex drugs and like basically nothing else and i'm like i mean again you guys know if you listen to this podcast janine and i were some pretty boring high schoolers (laughs) but i would venture to say that most high schoolers were i don't think that we were in the minority okay like not a lot of people were like like, who was going around getting i know we had like teen pregnancy right me too there were plenty of people who like, got pregnant in high school. There were plenty of people who were like smoking weed, but like yeah. we, nobody in my school is rich enough to be doing lines of coke. I can exactly. tell you that, <laughs> and that's like gossip girl shit. Like I feel like that's what. Yeah, I don't. Maybe, think, I maybe think that's why a, I can't get into gossip girl. Yeah, I've never. Mm-mm. Sorry. I watched actually funny story. I watched the first episode of Gossip Girl when I was like way too young to be watching that show. It's like probably like. 11 or 12 but oh. I remember like yeah. Chuck does coke in like the first episode and I was like oh my I must god didn't get, I didn't get far enough for that I was like I think I stopped so when Blake Lively and that guy were like having sex on that that bar yeah I said mm, this isn't for me nope and I closed it out it's okay Can't do it. but yeah I think unless you were going to school at a private school in like the West Village or whatever the fuck like you weren't having those types of experiences in high school and people but then again sorry that's not that doesn't apply like never have I ever atypical any of that shit like that is just also like I just feel like people think people think teenagers talk really fucking weird (laughs) they it's just really confusing to me like just go on tiktok for like probably 20 minutes and that'll help you do some excellent research as to how teenagers talk and how they behave like yeah if you spend any time on any social media apps that are frequented by people who are of generation z you'll probably get more out of that than like watching any teen shows that have come before yours you know (laughs) yes anyway most deaf well should we get into what we watched this week sure do you want to give a quick summary and then i'll rate it sure thing so this week we watched meet the browns the stage play 
um, by Tyler Perry. We departed from our usual. Yeah. But, but this is our podcast, way. so we can do what we, we want to do. Want. So if you have an issue with it, take it with me. Take it I up with Gia. It. Yeah, not me. I chose it, and I will <laughs> defend my choice with my... Any complaints go to Gia, everyone. Yes. <laughs> All complaints come to me. I'll probably ignore them, but I still want to know if there are complaints. Yeah, but you do so. have a friend who would whoop some ass on your behalf so exactly don't threaten me mm-hmm. we have people don't in our back pocket we can we can exactly. whip out in a situation like this exactly. anyway i just have to say the word sorry we're not trying to get aggressive on here <laughs> <laughs> anyways so let me give you a summary of what's going on so i don't know if any of you know but tyler perry is literally insane and so he has a whole um i guess side hustle besides his like actual movies and shows that he does that are just the stage plays of the movies that he later produces so before there is a tyler perry movie there's normally a tyler perry stage play Mm -hmm. and so this one that we watch is called meet the browns um the film adaptation stars angela bassett and rick fox Mm -hmm. um but in this one the browns are all gathering back home because pop brown aka their grandfather father the father figure of the family the patriarch of the family yes the um head of the household is no longer living he has passed away he is gone and so they (laughs) they are planning his funeral while also going through various trials and tribulations that all happened oh, over Jesus the span Christ, of like I'm so sorry are you dying i'm fine i just hit my table with my chair <laughs> go ahead keep on keep it on this all basically takes place i feel like over a week if we're going like timeline of like a normal black funeral funerals happen within like a week's time mm-hmm. um but we've got a lot of cheating we've got a lot of a reconciliation if you've ever seen sing and cry yeah if you've ever seen a tyler perry production you know that it's like the drama of all the dramas yes every single every single thing that could happen is explored yeah (laughs) there's no there's there's no stone left unturned besides you know not uh, having a man take a responsibility for his actions but we'll get into that at a later point um because i'm sure there's a lot of conversation to be had with that yes um but i think that's enough yes so i would say that my rating i'm gonna give it I feel like I have two ratings to give because I okay. feel like I have like an overall. We take more than one. I can, I would say like in the scheme of like all movies, mm-hmm. this movie wouldn't. I mean, regardless of movie stage, but like entertainment as a whole, I wouldn't rate it very high. Just for I like the quality of the story and the writing and everything, I'm mm-hmm. kind of I'm leaning so towards give me like both of your ratings. I'm ge- okay, if we're looking at the expanse of all entertainment, I'm yes. gonna rate this like a four. All right, that's higher but, than I thought. If we're looking at just, like, comedy, mm-hmm. I think this gets, like, a six. Okay. Because I think in terms of comedy, at least, I mean, I don't know, you can correct me because you definitely, this had, like, more of an impact on your life and stuff. That's why you showed it to me. But I feel like Tyler Perry did something for comedy that, like, white entertainment never tapped on, mm-hmm. tapped into, ever. And so I feel like in terms of that, like... 
it's just like important in the the zeitgeist of our <laughs> our culture um even if Tyler Perry is a, you know a point of contention or whatever but like and it is I mean also it's like entertaining for everyone like you don't have to be black to appreciate Tyler Perry movies you know like right. that's another thing that's like I think people like a lot of white people have never seen his stuff because it's definitely it's not made for white people so you know and white people have literally everything so like not everything is for you <laughs> but mm-hmm. it is certainly able to be appreciated by anyone and everyone which makes it also i think rate higher because it is you know it's a universally enjoyable mm-hmm. story about family love loss all the things i don't know mm-hmm. so i did mm-hmm. find it entertaining I, mean, I was laughing out loud so okay you heard me <laughs> i'm surprised I thought you were gonna hate it. I told my mom, I said she's gonna hate this. I'm no. so ready to show her this. I've seen Medea movies before. <laughs> I know you have, but I just figured you wouldn't like it. I mean, it's definitely not what I would write or like the type of comedy that I gravitate towards. On a, if I was mm-hmm. just gonna pick a comedy movie to watch, but that doesn't mean it's not entertaining. You know, I thought it was good. Okay. And I thought all the performers had excellent voices. Not all of them were great actors. I will say that. Yeah. I think a lot of them could it done better mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of their mm-hmm. this they, acting might not be their strong suit but their mm-hmm. voices yeah i said what i said to you last night was i think tyler perry just like hired an entire gospel choir and then was like who can act <laughs> and then like put them in parts but it was more about like the voices like everybody's voices were mm-hmm. on point so anyway now we can just get into it okay okay <laughs> So the movie or stage play opens up with a bit of a flashback to an earlier um, play, which I almost showed you. Oh, I almost showed you that one. Okay. And in that one, that one is the um, the class reunion. So they're all oh, having okay. Medea's um, graduating class or whatever uh-huh. is having a reunion. So Brown is there, Medea's there. Um, there's a woman named Hattie who's there, and then there's like another whole like other cast that he normally uses Mm -hmm. with his shows Mm -hmm. um and that one's really that's fun i guess that's one of my favorite ones just because there's this one part in there where this woman is singing and she messes up Mm -hmm. hilarious (laughs) um but that's besides the point that play ends with medea telling cora um jean simmons that's her name cora jean simmons she is (laughs) medea's daughter she that play closes out with Medea telling Cora that her father is Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown is a very ex- uh, very character. He's like a character, very eccentric, a very He's just, eccentric man. Yes, um, he is a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. Um, when you see him, you know it's him. There's nobody else like him. Exactly. There's no one else on mm-hmm. the face of the earth like Mr. Brown. And so when she tells her this information, it's like, oh my God, really? No, for real? Yes. That's his child. That's your and father. And so um, after that flashback, we go into the actual, um, you know, credit sequence where they're like singing the song and introducing the characters. And so it opens up in the house of Pop Brown and his kids or right. whatever. But Pop Brown is dead, deceased, no longer living. And so LB, his son, is there with his wife, Sarah. And they are doing what black people do in the face of (laughs) death. Cleaning the house to prepare for their family who is coming for the funeral that they have to plan yet. They haven't planned it yet. So they call their oldest daughter, 
Millie, right? Millie Jean, but, but she, she goes by name. Malay. Malay. <laughs> Janae. Malay Janae. And so they call her because she's the only one with money. And mm-hmm. so they're like, can you help bury him? And he was like, um, they were like, welcoming her in but she's got a nasty attitude because she's the rich one yeah you know gotta make it gotta set that boundary right there's always two i feel like tyler perry movies are like he loves a good archetype he loves Mm -hmm. an archetypal character and he's like so she's gonna be the rich bitch Mm -hmm. who's gonna come to her senses and you know appreciate the power of family by the end of this play which is exactly what happens exactly (laughs) um he's very predictable in what he does yes and so Malay Janae is there and she's like okay I'll help you guys plan the funeral does he have any insurance money is there anything that we can do and they're like he's got $400 (laughs) do with with that what you you will will. (laughs) right Um, and so then Malay is like okay who has the body like normally when somebody dies you either call 911 so they'll come pick right. them up or you like start contacting like a funeral home right so that they can house the body but no Paul Brown is upstairs quite literally still in his bed they don't really they know they don't actually if he's know that, right they haven't even checked they just know that normally he gets up to pee in the middle of the night and has LB help him and he didn't do that last night so they assumed that he was dead never assume someone is dead exactly exactly I just think that's their first mistake they were correct to assume though because they send Malay up there and she confirms it yes and this is the first thing that I have questions about is okay. like right after when Malay is first there and it's just the three of them her and her parents and they're talking about the funeral and whatever and she's gonna help out her mom Sarah is like have like are you sure you can help out with this like is this too soon like your brother or no sorry not your brother your son's funeral was only four years ago and Malay's like mom stop <laughs> and this is like I feel like my my only like real big issue with Tyler Perry's writing is how like obvious I've, not obvious but like um like he just like nothing is subtext it's like all like it's in the dialogue yeah like you know what I mean he's like mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it, like it's just like he with stuff like that like drops like bombs on the audience and then just like leaves it like walks away until like yeah it needs to be brought up again for the story mm-hmm. but like so now we know within the first like 10 minutes that malay has a dead son yes and it just like got brought up out of nowhere yeah. and she got really upset about it but then that kind of leads into they get interrupted because the rest of the brown family gets there right yes but it's more of like a they're like he is dead and then like the lights go out so we're on the next scene. right 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 and then we get to the next scene sarah's in there in the kitchen cleaning mm-hmm. cooking doing what she does mm-hmm. um singing her little song and then the rest of the family starts appearing mm-hmm. malay is talking about how she called all the people on the phone to try to see who's going to come to the funeral but everybody kept asking her for money and she said no yeah so then like the rest of the family just decided they're not going to come mm-hmm to the funeral and so it's just going to be those three brown um vera mm-hmm. vera's son and his wife will and kim yes will and kim and that is and basically Cora. yes and they don't know Cora's coming right. because brown they don't know brown is surprise right but that's basically all the people coming to his funeral yeah sad 
very depressing. I don't have a lot of people at my funeral. I'm gonna be upset. Me too. I want that's just very sad. (laughs) That's so sad. I'm gonna do like they did on the Golden Girls episode. They faked Sophia's death so that she could see how many people would come to her funeral. That happens in this movie that I'm gonna show you too. But it's like a different. It's much weirder. Oh. It's like this. Oh yeah. Maybe Mm. we'll watch that next week. We'll see. Mm. Okay. Anyway. Mm. Scared. All right. So All right. then, <laughs> um, so then you know we start welcoming our guests, our mm-hmm. people, you know, and they're all uh, gonna stay in the house, yeah, in Sarah's house, and so each character comes in, you know, with Malay. She's a rich, um, she's kind of like the rich cousin. Then we have Brown who comes in, and he has his daughter Cora, mm-hmm. that everyone has to meet. They do their um, you know, fat phobic banter. Always. Very, very not a fan, but I mean, it is what it is. It was happening, and then we have Brown's and LB's sister Vera come in with her son and his um, wife. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so they are the. Will is a gynecologist. Yeah. Mm. And then Kim is studying to be a surgeon. A surgeon, yeah. And so then Vera is just an alcoholic. That she doesn't have any other like she's that's her trait. No job, like that is her her trait. Mm-hmm. She is the alcoholic. Unfortunate, Sad. but I mean, she she plays it well. Good for her. Yeah, very good for her. But um. So now that everybody is here, they're like, oh my God, hey, have you been, mm-hmm. you know, catching up, doing what they do, getting their familial arguments, yes. all of that good stuff, you know, um, Vera comes in and she's like collapsing in the floor because she thinks that Brown is dead. Junior. Her brother. Yes. And so she's like, oh my God, they took my brother from me, you know, crying and on the floor. And then Brown pulls up on her and literally just taps her shoulder and is like, she's like, come on. It's, it's not, it's not me. It's our dad. It's Pop Brown. Yeah. Who is deceased. And so then she's distraught because it's her dad. Yeah. Collapses again. Um, Does the whole thing. Yeah, over again. Just Mm -hmm. the whole thing over again. And so LB is like, don't come up in here with that. Making all that noise. No, don't do any of that. Not in my house. Not today. And so then we go to, I guess, Will and Kim. We have to focus on them. Kim apparently cannot cook. They love to make fun of Kim because she can't cook. Yes, Kim's thing is she can't cook and she almost burned her um mom's house down Mm -hmm. so that is her thing and then will is just yeah a beautiful man i guess is his thing yeah i don't know that he has a beautiful successful man yeah he's just a very just like a catch in every way he's just so loyal he's just so faithful he's He's really just he's an angel man really to everyone's so eyes, he's just the perfect man. Yes. Um, that does not last long. We will come all. to find that. At all. Yeah. That does not last long. Um, so, Vera is, you know, they're introducing her to Cora, her brother's 
daughter, her mm-hmm. niece. And so when Brown introduces Cora, he's like, this is my baby, Cora. Cora is also like 52. <laughs> right. And grown with two kids well, at this also, stage. I think it's worth mentioning that the actors who play Brown and Cora are married in yeah. real life. Yeah. And they play mm. father and daughter in this movie. They play in father the whole and daughter series. for so long. I just... For so long. Until, like, this year. Like, what? Why? Until, like, this year. <laughs> Why is this the business arrangement find, they've come up with? Exactly. I remember finding out that that's, they were married. Yeah. My whole life was not okay. It is slightly disturbing that they'd be like, yes, we want to play father and daughter, but... Let's do it! Anyway. Let's not. Let's not do it, actually. But they have five Brown children. Is, yeah, no. Mm-mm, can't. They used to have a reality show. I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Yes, they had They're a reality show. They're both really good show. singers. The Mans. Or maybe that's not what it's called. It probably was, because that is their last name. I feel like it has something to do with the world. Man's world. Oh, that's that'd be smart. I know it's right? a man's world, <laughs> right? Anyway, so then from there we kind of get to understand a little bit about how Cora fits into the family, right? And like, yes, people are not huge fans of her. <laughs> yeah, I think it's They're just not. a surprise for them to know that Brown has a daughter, and with Medea at that yeah. because everybody knows Medea's reputation. <laughs> exactly, and Medea's very, not in this, but no, because she's in jail. It is just important to note that that is Cora's mother. Yes. Her reputation precedes her. And yes. so they know who she is. They know who her mom is. Mm-hmm. All that. And so Vera is very vocal about her disdain Distaste. for her. Yeah. She doesn't like her. Um, and so she's, like, coming for her, like, for no reason. Right. And so then Cora has to let her know. She has to put her in her place. She's like, I don't mess with nobody. But some people you just gotta prove yourself to, you know? Yeah. You just gotta prove yourself to. And so they were like, What is she talking about? <gasps> you know, Vera's still trying to look big and bad, doing what she do. And then Cora said, I got something in my bag for you. This scene I I used to reenact this as a child. Please. Oh my yes, god. Yes, I quite literally used to be like, You don't know me. You don't know me. I got something in my bag for you. And so then she pulls out her gun. Oh she's gonna lay them out. She's gonna lay them all aunt. out. She's gonna lay them all out. Quite literally. Insane. That almost happened to us at church though. Yeah. That <laughs> What? Okay, now you have to explain it. <laughs> we what? In church in church service you know and there was these two people who used to sit on this row mm-hmm. towards the back like right next to our PA system mm-hmm. because our PA system like cuts into our like pews okay. so like this like a big box kind of thing yeah. and then like on the sides there's like a little side of the pew and then mm-hmm. another little side of the pew but the last full row inside before the PA system mm-hmm. those ladies used to sit there and then there was a lady in front of them mm-hmm. who they didn't like I guess <gasps> There was some beef there. And so they thought that she had a gun. Why would they think that? Why would they think that? I can't answer that. Okay. But she turned around and almost pulled it on them in the middle of church. And so... Jesus. 
Yes, we were calling on Jesus. At yeah, that point. I know. I was about to say Jesus <laughs> in the house of Jesus. This was taking place. But I mean, I don't think we don't really know what happened after that. That lady never came to church again. Damn. Maybe she went to another church. We don't know. But then, and those ladies don't sit together anymore. Wow. But it was a big thing. Like people were like, "Oh my God!" There's always something that happens at my church. So to be honest. Oh my God. Sometimes people just collapse. And then. Well, not even, like, collapse because, like, the spirit or anything. Yeah, just, just like, literally. Health-wise collapse. No. And then, like, people the call the ambulance. And then this other... That would happen one time. They called oh the ambulance God. to help this one man. And then this other lady, like, fell trying to help him. So oh, no. One. But she, she knows she don't have balance. One time she I was just, performing, and we used to do this dance performance every year that was, like, with a bunch of... Um, what's it called like the choir that we performed with it was a christmas show and we would dance Mm -hmm. but the singers were all like old people that were like in this old people choir i don't even know uh anyway they were also all sat in the shape of a tree and the show was called a singing christmas tree um and so then but then the one year the lady at the top of the tree like had a heart attack and had to like get taken down from the tree and like they were bringing an ambulance to the theater to pick her up and my dance director parked in the ambulance spot (laughs) it was fine the woman got in the ambulance she was fine but i can't believe him for doing that (laughs) on the one day that this man really parked in the ambulance spot we had a health emergency in the tree anyway that's sad. So that I'm is something barazing. that happened. I don't even know if I was on the company. Maybe this is just a story I heard that was passed down after from yeah. other people in the company. I can't remember. That happens but sometimes. Anyway, so then kind of after that, I'm just looking at the timer here. I'm like, oh my god, we're telling every detail, but it's okay. We got this. Um, basically, from there, what what's what's kind of the next big thing that happens? Um, after that, they go to the church. The women go to the church to plan the funeral, yes. while the men stay at the church, stay at the house to like clean. And the men have a, a little. Is the, is the song that they sing after or before the women go to the funeral? This is when they sing that song about the find the right woman kind of thing. Okay, that's is that before while they're at the church. Okay, so it's just them. So this is during that time. Okay, but which one happens first, the men or the woman song? Um, the men okay. happen first. So then the men start singing this song that's prompted by this conversation about gynecology with Will. Yes, because that's his job. They are The men in the family are flabbergasted that he looks like coochies all day and remains so, so composed. Yes. <laughs> professional in his work mm-hmm. environment. Which, I mean, I wouldn't do that job. I don't know. No. Mm-mm. Not that I don't like looking at coochie, because I don't mind it. I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. that's just not... In mm-hmm. a sexual context, yes. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know that, the, like... I, wouldn't it ruin it if you look at it every day? <laughs> wouldn't it ruin it when you do yeah, get into a sexual if, like, situation? Like, your job is to make sure, like, everything is functioning and working. Like, what if they have, like, a Problems. disease... Yeah, like, I don't want to, like, look at a... What if it reaches back and grabs me? I'm just talking about, like, even, like, what if you, like, look at somebody who's down there and it is looking funky? Like, wouldn't you have, like, flashbacks to that when you're just, like, in the bedroom? 
Like, I'd be scared. I don't know. I think it would ruin my sex life to have a I job that Mm-mm. also had so much to do yeah. with vaginas. No, I can't. I can't. But that's okay. Moving on, though. They sing this song about women. Yes. When you find a good woman, mm-hmm. you find yourself a good thing. Mm-hmm. Words to live Will's by. Like, yes, apparently <laughs> that is literally the the course of the song. Um, Will's wife can't cook, and so they're like, "You need to teach her how to cook." And so they're basically going through listing all the things that they think they think make a woman a good woman. Yes. Um, and how once you have that and you've secured that, you have a good thing. Yes. Definitely, Not like the very best. heteronormative. Not- Yes. And very, like, gender role. Mm-hmm. Like, enforcing gender roles, for sure. Yes. But, I don't know. It's a good song. The, it, the voices yeah. are good. Mm-hmm. The voices are good. So then we um, cut to the church, which is where the ladies yes. are. And they're all getting, like... They're, like, helping, I guess, like, funeral decorations is what yes, they're putting they're together. Yes, they're decorating for the funeral. Yeah. They're, like, doing flower arrangements and all of that jazz. And what's-her-name walks in. What's that lady's name? Tracy. Tracy walks up in the church. Yes. Who, and she's just, is, you already know that she's going to cause trouble. Yes. She's a young lady coming into the church looking for the pastor. Yes. She needs help. First of all, nobody walks in the church and is like, I heard this is where you come for help. You sound stupid. Tyler Perry, get out of here. Like, what is no happening. one comes in the church and says that but she comes in and there the pastor's not there it's just the ladies because they're doing the you know mm-hmm. decorations and so then sarah's talking to her and she's like oh you Who look do you like the same yes what's wrong and so then she tells her that she's pregnant with another man's baby yes and he doesn't want anything to do with her because yes. he's married and so then she's upset. She's like, I make my own money. I don't want his money. I just need him I just to need be him responsible to for this baby yeah. and stand by this child's side. You know, and then Malay is not having it. She was like, well, that's your fault. You know what mm-hmm. you was getting into. You and Sarah's like, stupid. no, stop. Don't judge people. We all make mistakes. Okay, Sarah. Yeah. So mm. don't they sing a song too? Yes. This is my favorite song out of the whole show. What's it called? I don't and know it's like a good man. So then basically Loving his woman It's kind of the, the It goes with the last song Yes The Again, last song Reinforcing yes. those heteronormative mm-hmm. stereotypes But Yes What can you do? Nothing Because it's Tyler Perry It's been done uh, The yeah. play is written It's uh-huh. performed Yes So Yeah you know It's definitely all just like Emphasizing their Their Desire for loyal men mm-hmm. And men who will stand by them And et cetera et cetera et cetera Basically Yes. Uh, but then, after the song, Tracy's like, mm, gotta go, gotta jet, gotta go. But Sarah gives her her address and phone number before she and goes. To come over for yes. a little Dinner. meal. Yes. So she goes, she heads out, and then uh, everybody else basically heads out and leaves besides Cora because Ooh. they all got mad at her for like saying something about kids or whatever because Malay got upset that somebody said something about a child again yeah Malaysia is Malaysia is very triggered um, yes very hot tempered you, you utter one word and she's flying off the flying off the shelf yes there's no containing that but it's anger. okay she's damaged is that's what just, Tyler Perry yes. is saying that's, he loves to like paint that a very is, particular that, picture of a damaged woman yes 
Yes. He's like, what does damage look like? Period? Sure. Like, he literally just, like, mm-hmm. makes a woman act like she's on her period the entire movie and then pretends, like, that's... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's like her experiencing drama. It's but anyway. Honestly, horrific. Very but interesting. Then it's Cora in there and she's singing to herself, fixing the flowers. This for one the was so cute. And she's like singing. And then the pastor comes in there, Reverend Oliver. Reverend Oliver. Um, and then he finishes the song yes, with her and gives a little, yes. does a little harmony. Mm-hmm. They come together. Ugh. And so then this part really had me fucking crying because <laughs> they have this little cute interaction and it turns out that they've known each other before because Cora used to sing in a hotel right no she used to work in the hotel that was in the last movie oh uh, she worked there in the yes that's where they did had she work as the, a singer no she oh. just worked there oh okay well nobody's ever a singer in these that's so interesting because they're all singers they're, they're all singers but like nobody has ever written as a, as singer. a singer okay I think one person was written as a singer and that was when like he did Taraji P. Henson in I Can Do Bad All By Myself okay but she and the reverend have met at this hotel before right yes under like cause he used to come in right. with his wife and so then that leads to the reverend kind of the reverend asks Cora basically if she wants to have lunch with him in his office because exactly. he's interested in you know getting to know her a little getting bit better. To know her. And Cora, being the the saint that she is, exactly, is put off by this because she remembers that the reverend had a wife every time he would come to the fucking hotel, and so she's like, no, I'm not gonna go have. She basically freaks out on him, right? Yeah, yelling at him. She's like, no, I'm not going to have, have lunch with your wife. Yeah, exactly. They have lunch with your have wife. Have lunch with your wife. <laughs> she's not having any of that because she's a saved woman. Yes. And then, of course, the wife is dead. <laughs> she is deceased. She's no longer She's been living. dead this whole time. So this you poor that woman. Before, though. Yes, I did. I was like, she Very has to be dead. Because it would just lead to such a great comedic moment, which it was. Cora's very embarrassed by the fact that she was just reminding this man of his dead wife, basically. Yes. But anyway, so then, doesn't she? She does agree to have lunch in his she office. She does with agree him. to go have um, lunch with him. And so they go on their little lunch, merry way. And then we go back to the house. Mm-hmm. And that is where we're just kind of meeting up with everyone. Yeah. And they're just kind of there. Yeah being family mm-hmm. family like um, but they are Cora's not there because she's having lunch with the reverend mm-hmm. and they're all you know like fawning over fucking what is his name who Will what's Kim's husband's name Will oh yes yeah. that's why I don't know what it is yeah. um, they're fawning over Will you know mm-hmm. and they're like talking about how their life is great yeah giving them you know the affirmations exactly you know you guys are the it couple of the mm-hmm, family we've mm-hmm. established we we know this yes we've got this you know vera is you know really happy up her son he's vera so is good, very very know, so proud great. of him mm-hmm. which is cool which is cool whatever yep. whatever but then this is where we go into you know 
a lot of the drama unfolds. Yes. They spend a lot of time, because the only two places that they go in this whole show are the house and the church. And it's because there's a rotating stage. Exactly. So they can't really do more they than can't, two locations. They can't do more than that. Um, um, but they're in the house for a, quite a long time during this part. I don't know that nothing, like, I don't know that anything super duper important happens in this no. part. But then, does it kind of get more interesting when Cora gets back from the Reverend with lunch with the Reverend? Okay. Yes, they have a lot of dialogue. So then she comes back and like we hear her like pop back in, and then of course she gets interrogated by her father, Brown, about what she was doing with the Reverend and whatever. And then like, is this the part where what's her name is at the house too? Yes, she comes to the house. The pregnant lady. Yes. What's her this name again? is when she Tracy? comes. Tracy. Tracy. That's one of the Braxton sisters. I can't remember which one it is. Interesting. It's not Tommy. There's famous people Maybe in it. Maybe it's Trina. Like, there's famous people throughout this entire play. Yeah. Because the girl who plays Mal- Malay is in, um, what's it yeah. called? Escape. The band that sings, You're my little secret. <laughs> and then, what's her name? Nikki something plays Vera, who's from mm-hmm. Brownstone. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, so we just you know we get here, yes. And once we get here, um, Cora gets back or whatever, yes. And so before Tracy comes in, Malay's ex husband comes, right? Gerald, and he's like Gerald, and he's all like, "What kind of name is Gerald?" First, first of, of all, all, if you could unlikable. choose a name, and you wrote Gerald Why on would the paper, you? Mm-hmm. dislike. Anyways, Gerald comes in and he's trying to be like the comforting ex. Um, oh my god, I heard about Pop Brown. Like, what's very what's much going like on? pandering and also just kind of like it's it's weird how much he cares about Pop Brown because him and Malay aren't together. Plus, exactly. we find out in this conversation that he didn't even come to the funeral for Malay and his own son that died, exactly. Junior. Yes, and so why is he here now? Exactly. What's the point? Why would you come to your father-in-law's funeral that you're not even married to his daughter anymore when you didn't even go to your own son's funeral? Mm, it's not making sense. Seems a little sus up. to me. Exactly. Um, so then, while they're doing that, Tracy is now here and in the kitchen with um, Sarah. Sarah. She's in the kitchen doing what she do in the kitchen, you know, talking to her, eating eating with her, whatever. And when I tell and you so I then, predicted this. Yeah, you did. You really did. You really said. You called it. Ah! <laughs> you didn't say yes or no, but you did I laugh didn't, out loud. Like, I did because you were like right on it. And I was just like, well. Well, I can't say that Tyler Perry does a great so job of. Yes. I would say that's one of his weaknesses his predictability yes, he's so predictable he's like, like as predictable as a fucking law and order episode so yes and that was yes. pretty fucking predictable anyway but will and kim are there mm-hmm. they're in the living room area with everyone else you know mm-hmm. being nosy about malay and them yes um but <clears throat> then tracy's about to leave and she comes out of the kitchen, the kitchen area, basically walks down three steps and into the living light room of the living where room. Will is. And Will is chilling over there. They see and each they other. they just kind of see each other and stare at each other very intensely. And then Kim's and so like, then, you guys know each other? <laughs> what is this? Hello? What is this? And Tracy says, this is the father of my baby. And everybody's like, <gasps> ah! 
They're like, oh my God, Will is not as faithful as we thought he was this whole time. And And Tracy is trying to basically, you know, take him for all his money that he... I don't even know what that expression is. But steal... Not steal all his money, but, like, get him to pay up on behalf of this baby and also just, like, be... I guess, like, be... Recognize her and their relationship and all this stuff. And so then Kim, of course, is devastated. Yes. Storms off dramatically. Mm -hmm. Um, Sarah's mad because Tracy used her. Yeah, and and then Tracy also basically like Tyler Perry made her really evil all of a sudden like this part yes. kind of was weird like she was like very normal and then all of a sudden she was like I'm gonna like I don't even know like she just like threatened Will like so much and I was like wait why is she doing all this like I was like Tyler can't it you, was very can't you just let her be the victim like why like, are you gonna make no her a villain now exactly there was no reason especially the way she came into the church all wholesome and why was Tyler just be like okay now I'm gonna make her a bitch like I'm like okay I'm not mm-hmm. following, but all right. But that's him. That's him. <sighs> so that's then, his MO. is this when Will and Kim have their song? No, not yet. No, there's like another. Sarah has her song, her really long oh, song. Oh yes, she sings a very epic song. Yes, it was good, but it was very long. We're like, okay. Mm-hmm. 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 We get it. You want Jesus to come and save your family? Yeah. All of that stuff because they've got quite a bit of drama. Yeah. And so they're going through that. And then we flip over to the next day, yes. I guess, where Will is talking to Brown and LB about um, what he has to do to get Kim yes, back. Yes. Because Kim wouldn't talk to him. Yes. And he was so confused and so um, upset why at her are you confused? because she wouldn't talk to him. How, why are you confused? You cheated on her. She doesn't, have to do, you, she doesn't owe you anything, sir. Exactly. She doesn't owe you, you anything. She doesn't so have to do just, anything. No, because she wasn't yelling at him, so he was like, I really messed up this time. What do you mean, sir? We mm-hmm. knew that. Anyways. This part really had me fucking <laughs> Because Brown was trying to tell him that, like, you like you don't have to repent. Or, like, he said he repented to Kim, and he's like, you don't need to repent to Kim. You need to repent to God, basically, for, for yes. cheating and for adultery. Mm-hmm. And then he shows him how to like put his hands up and like pray but he's like wants him to be like I'm sorry but he's like no you gotta do it with like a run and so then it just turns into this whole thing where they're like going back and forth and like the actors both started breaking while they're acting and it's so funny this part I always like it when actors and comedies break yes. when it's live that's my favorite thing is watching SNL compilations of people breaking because that <laughs> shit is hilarious but anyway do you want to give us a little a little taste of the I'm sorry with the run. You want me to do it? <laughs> yes, because I can't. You you can do oh, it. Wait, we can each do it. We can do it. I'll do it one time. He's like, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> 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 so horrible. <laughs> That's the worst thing I've ever done. Let me see if I can <clears throat> get my my voice yeah. right. Because <clears throat> I'm talking real deep today. <laughs> <laughs> So they, they go from, like, talking like this. He's like, what are you talking about, bro? Yeah. He goes, you need to go, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's exactly what it sounded like. Okay, that was much better than my impression. But he's like, try, he's like you have to put a little run in it. He's like, ah. <laughs> he's just doing that over and over again. But then I think is when they go into the Kim and Will song 
because yes. they basically are like, all right, now you have what you need. You have God on your side to go get exactly. your woman back. Yes. And then, of course, this song, this next song between Kim and Will, because they're both very hot individuals and they're a very young, sexy couple, yeah. they had to make this shit look like a fucking usher music video from yeah. 2004 is what yeah. i was feeling mm-hmm. it was very much like will on the ground with his like just in a wife beater like on his yeah, knees he had ripped his shirt he off at one point he was like, ah, just I'm like sorry. on his knees to kim just like being like yeah. oh. sorry <laughs> more sorry than sorry sorry and he says it a million sorry, bajillion sorry. times um yeah. and kim is like you're not sorry enough basically she's it's like, like it's not enough and then she left him in the everything went dark as she scene change yeah so you would think you know after that obviously she's gonna rake him over the coals take all his money do the bad bitch would wrong absolutely wrong um we go back to the house again um and now is this when Melaine and Gerald get in it get into it Yes, it's a Sunday, Malay. I believe. They've come back. No, they. Had, I don't think this is that part, but they are at the house, and Vera is in there interrogating and threatening Will or whatever, because Will is like, she wouldn't accept my apology, blah, blah, blah. And she was just like, you know, she's going to take you to, she's going to get a lawyer, and she's going to yeah. take you for all your little money. And so then Will's like, okay, and I don't want that. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And so she was like, you know what I'm going to do as your mother? I'm going to help her. I'm going to take yeah. her to the best lawyer she can That's find. That's exactly so how I money. would be as a mother, too. I exactly. found out my son had cheated on his wife. With, and his wife who he has two children with. Yes. I'd be like, um, yeah, I'm not on your side, you dumb I'm fuck. Not, I'm not here for you. I'm Sorry. here for your fucking wife that you just fucked over are you joking exactly. i didn't raise you to do this shit no no not at all but then gerald comes back and he's like talking about taking him you know everybody's mm-hmm. like trying to be boy buddy with him and can't and you know everyone's not having it but malay is especially not having it especially. and so then he comes in there and he's like trying to talk to her or whatever but yeah. she's like no cause she's like cause <laughs> out. like don't come in here yeah. when I divorce somebody we all divorce somebody why because she that's what she should it. say that's exactly right she was right. like not having it y'all, not go- y'all no, are like, going stop being with friends with my fucking ex-husband that I hate none of this is going no no and so then he's all like you are not gonna embarrass me in here with these people. And he grabs her by the arm in front of her, her father the and mother and the rest of her fucking family. Yes, never. Then everybody in the room was about to jump that man. Because why would he lay his hand on her like that? No reason. There was no reason. There was absolutely no reason. You can talk to her without touching her. Exactly. If something will ever fucking touch me like that. Oh, Ooh, no, no. I can't no. do it. I can't do it. I don't like I pray for Amanda try to do that shit to me because I'll fuck him up so fast. Period. Period. No. Mm-mm. We'll die. Yeah. No. I will be taking your ass into the ground. Anyway. This is just a warning. Yes. Oh, man. Nobody put your hand. Never put your hands on me. Don't do it. Um, Anyway. So then, Gerald 
they let Gerald speak. They, they let him, you know, he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to fucking whatever, like, touch her. Clearly you did, but whatever. Anyway, they kind of back off. Everybody backs off a little bit, and they let Gerald and Malay have some time to speak alone, where they discover some things about him and their relationship. And basically, this part caught me off guard because they talk a little bit more about their son who passed away. Mm-hmm. But... I was under the impression that their son was, like, a little kid. And then, of course, like, this whole part, like, establishes that their son was, like, 14 or 15 when he died. And it was because he was, like, caught up in, like, gang violence or something. Mm-hmm. Um, which I feel like, again, is a very common trope in Tyler Perry's yes. cinematic world. He loves mm-hmm. to involve that just storyline in his, in his yes. movies. But anyway, I was like, what? Because just... This is unrelated, but I was like, how is that woman old enough to have, like, a teenager? Yeah. She looks so you, young. They She oh, is so young. I don't think that he cast... Yeah. No. His casting... No. All over the place. All over the place. But it's okay. So, but then they have the... They sing a song. Yes. I have to say, and I think this is my favorite song. <laughs> Even though I really don't like Gerald and I don't like this relationship... They did mm-hmm. that thing. I don't know what it's called, but when you sing a song with somebody else and you're singing two completely, like, they're singing completely different words, but they're, like, mm-hmm. singing their voices are, like, on top of each other, and they're just, like, they go so well together. And so mm-hmm. they're each kind of, like, you know, like, what's it called? They're, like, singing their own, like, they're, like, preaching to each other. Mm-hmm. It was so good. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is making me emotional. <laughs> Even though I fucking don't like their relationship. And then it ends with them having sex basically yes. leaving to go have sex ew yeah disgusting not a fan but they've made up it's yes what? so to the consensus that's the that what we establish with that mm-hmm. yes um then a new scene they're coming back from church um and so then they have a nice session they were arguing all the um they were just arguing and so then sarah's like let me break out in song and so then she breaks out in song just really quick right quick and then Cora joins in and then they start reminiscing about what Pop Brown's favorite songs are and then right. they really get going um, and enjoy that for a hot minute mm-hmm. and then Vera thinks she's going to join in but like I said earlier she is an alcoholic and so when she comes up there to sing she quite literally goes from they were singing gospel they, and she comes in talking about I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind and <laughs> they were not having it it was they were like uh, what <laughs> why why are you like this um, but yes yeah, she's an alcoholic but it's really funny so it doesn't matter it is funny um, and then at this point, Cora is coming back with the Reverend from yet another, yet another, you know, the Reverend is there with them. And the Reverend has now, from he asks her to go to Hawaii with him. Yes. It and is so just I'm moving like, very quickly. Mean? Yeah. What do you mean go to Hawaii? And, but then like he's also week. like separate bedrooms. I'm yes, a safe they're at a they're at a um, preacher's conference is the, is the guys yes. that it's under. Um, but she's like i'll think about it but and then, so then she goes to think about it like one of the storylines that uh throughout the play is that vera thinks the reverend is a very fine man yes and she's like obsessed with him and so then in this moment she becomes aware of the fact that cora and the reverend have been kind of like going out dating this whole entire time and she's very put off by this fact and she tells the reverend that she was told by the lord yes. that that was her future husband himself the lord himself came to her and the reverend is like um 
no i don't know what lord you're talking to but right. it's not mine and also i'm the reverend so if anybody's if talking, to, talking lord, to anybody it's him right? talking to me. but so then they kind of just established that basically her her whole situation with the reverend is not very likely to happen because the reverend yes, only has eyes for crush. cora exactly her little crush is no longer don't matter yeah but then do um, we do we go from there to the funeral what am i missing else happening oh kim and will have to make up tracy comes back tracy comes back this part makes me mad <laughs> this part okay okay i do have to talk to you about this because i i want your opinion okay, okay. so tracy comes back after will basically goes and talks to her off stage and we are so supposed to assume that he kind of like straightens everything out so that when they come back to the house tracy explains to kim that she was never actually pregnant and she just wanted will to like recognize their relationship and not disrespect her basically Mm -hmm. um i have a question about that because why the fuck would she do the whole thing of lying to all these women in the church and then feasibly go and like plan on lying to a pastor about being pregnant when Mm -hmm. all she wanted was the only person she had to lie to was will why would she play it up and like make this whole thing like I just don't understand because she also didn't know anybody was Will's family. Well, this is what... Or did is, she guess, know and she was on purpose yes, trying to get... it's like an unspoken. It's okay. like an unspoken thing that Tyler Perry has. She is... Tracy's this evil mastermind. And she has located Will's immediate family and now knows that his grandfather is dead. And this is her in See, to getting okay. to Will. So that because, was what didn't make sense. Because yes. So basically she's been playing this out this entire time and the lie yes. was to the entire family because she was just trying to get into the family so that she could get to Will? Yes, because Will would not answer any of her calls or like see her. Okay. So she, even if she was pregnant, like he wasn't talking to her at okay. all. And like, because she wasn't, she had to formulate a plan to infiltrate his his. She life. had to tell everybody else that she was pregnant too. Okay, exactly. okay. Exactly. Anyway, so it would be believable. Again, Tyler Perry loves making women victims. I mean, not... Uh, villains and she was like you know basically goes back on everything she said and apologizes and she's just like i don't know like i was never pregnant in the first place i'm just a terrible person (laughs) and then will and kim make up and kim yes after kim tries to fight her yes she should like had an attitude but while she was explaining I'm herself. still disappointed in Kim for taking Will back after all this because I she mean, shouldn't have done that. But that's just a testament to like what the black community and just like Christianity is about. Yes. That's another reason I showed you just that's showed true. you this because it is it depicts just like so much that happens in the black community. Mm-hmm and what influences it has on like certain things and mm-hmm. media have had on the community especially mm-hmm. with like humor and stuff yeah and then you know wanting to forgive that's why I, I tell my mom all the time if a man has wronged me i don't know him never met a man i know i don't i'm sorry no 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 <laughs> won't hurt me but no that's like a really big thing about the older community because yeah. you know a lot of the older women were like pushing her to try to forgive him right all the older women she decides i guess she decides on her own to forgive him like Mm -hmm. when she kind of whatever she decides that she doesn't want to let his mistake ruin the life that they've made together which i understand but then she does make him grovel and she decides that she's going to take her and all her sisters and best friends to jamaica on his dime in a private jet when they get back which is exactly right just many Mm -hmm. 
I didn't know gynecologists made private jet money, but I, didn't, I, didn't I guess they I do, according to Tyler Perry. Exactly. So then we go to the funeral from there, right? Yes. This is probably the best part of the entire play. It's so chaotic. I really just... I don't think any of that was scripted, to be honest. Me either. No, from what I like, was... Like, I feel like there's no way... I think maybe, like, you know, like, the serious parts were scripted, but yeah. everything that was funny had to just be... What's his name? Brown David pulled all of that David shit Mann? out of his ass. David Mann pulled all of that out of his ass. Oh, my God. There's no other way. There's no other so way to explain it. fucking funny. There's no possible way to explain it because... We talked about while we were watching. We talked about how off of the wigs were. I'm telling you, you thought Sarah's wig was bad. All of the wigs in all of his shows look bad. Like they never get better. At but no point. I think our only question when we were talking about it last night, we was we were talking about like, okay, I get the a shitty wig if you're gonna be changing your wig throughout the play. Exactly. Obviously, you can't lay it down in the way that it could potentially mm-hmm. be laid down. But if you're gonna have one woman in a wig the exact same wig the, the entire, entire time show. why would you not try just a little bit harder to get a get a better wig no. for her head no and this is early this is 2006 yeah they only get worse oh no they uh, they never get better i mean i'm gonna say right now too Medea's hair throughout throughout the movies was also not good always and bad. who is the who is the aunt that smokes all the weed in the Medea movies bam bam her wig is always a little bit yeah they didn't do her very they just didn't do her right with that yeah no wigs anything probably would have been a lot more um flattering on her (laughs) i think he skips he definitely does not he does women dirty (laughs) he does yes that is his brand he does all women dirty I have lots of thoughts about that. Just yes. Tyler Perry in general. And this spans way past his plays. It goes into <laughs> his films. It goes into his Those television like rom- shows. rom-com drama things it that he just has. It's yeah. his brand. He's going to make a black woman suffer. That's, mm. that's what he likes to do. Mm. And they're going to suffer very, very Profusely. much. Yes. Well, the funeral though is definitely like the peak of the play just because they kind of let brown and then everybody else just kind of run with it yes and so it's kind of just as them trying to conduct a normal funeral but then of course brown decides that he wants to make a statement which turns into the eulogy just the longest most up and down insane eulogy you've ever heard in your life that's, but it's hilarious. It really is wild. He's I like telling stories about his thing, childhood. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Notable things to, I he talks about how he his father taught them how to swim right in negative fourteen degree weather. Mm-hmm. And then at one point he basically pushed his sister. Well, no, he didn't. But LB pushed his sister yeah. into the casket. Yep. That happens in the movie too. They but really they're at the shove grave her site, in there. Um, and they push her into the, oh my the God. hole in the ground. Oh, my God. And that one is, I believe, Jennifer Lewis. She was good um. in that one. But then we have Brown. Um, I don't know if other people know, but, like, there are certain, like, churches where if they, they have, like, apostles and, like, people mm-hmm. who have the ability to, like, put their hands on you and make you fall out. 
Uh-huh. That's basically what he was going through and doing to his relatives. Yes. Um, putting his hands on people and just like laying them out into the well, ground. Well, he's like a deacon, right? Like, isn't that his yes, like title? Yes, but they don't have that ability. Oh, okay. That's to just do a, that. That's just normally it's just like apostles. Okay. And um, but there's like so many ranks, so you never really know. Right. But like normally it's just apostles who do that. Yes. Um, and they just kind of lay their hands on you and lay you out in the ground, and then he also like threw the mic. At what? Sarah. Sarah, like it was a fucking snake or some shit. Because he was talking about like superheroes. He was like, Oh my God. You know how I reenacted my church for you where there's like a sermon and there's like yes. a common message. Yes, I His do common know message that you at that, did point, that for me. <laughs> yes. His common message was like something about a superhero. He was like, We need a superhero in here. And he was like, Superman. And so then he's like flying through oh my the God. back and forth. But then he's like, Like Spider Man. And he shoots the mic out of his yes. hand and like not. Sarah clean slap out yeah like popped her in the forehead yep and then he makes her run around the casket we it was he just really went to the links went to just, town yes and you know cause it's live he was definitely feeding off of the people totally there so that's probably why it went on for so long oh my god it was so funny um anything else he <sighs> sings some song he sings silent night he does you were very silent concerned night. why he was singing I was like, silent why is he night singing a christmas song at a funeral <laughs> what it's brown why not why not why not so random um, and then he introduces cora to her grandfather for the first time because she didn't know him yeah at all because he was like do you miss him cora no because she doesn't know him no never met him and so then she's like he's like let me introduce y'all and then introduces them Mm -hmm. and then sings a very iconic song yes that we all used to walk around the house singing all the time sing it i don't know if i can get as high as he was because he was really up there (laughs) this is your granddaddy so funny And then he goes, and keeps doing it. Quite literally just keeps going and keeps going. And so then there's that. Um, But I mean, then the funeral is basically over. Once Brown has exhausted himself um, and finally has taken a seat. (laughs) Yes, it's over. And so then they come out and wave at the audience. And then Tyler Perry does a little... A little yes. spiel. Yes. And, and I Brown only has a watch calendar. that because, yes, because people do like TikToks reenacting, like, well, not reenacting, but like, like uh, a Tyler Perry play is like, and so then yes. this one girl, she goes through like a whole scenario of the play and then she uh-huh. does this thing. She does like the party strobe lights filter on TikTok mm-hmm. and walks out like Tyler Perry. Oh and my God. And she's like waving and stuff and she's like talking like him. And I'm like, he does that after every Send show. Send that to me, please. 100% one. Oh my does God. that after every show. That's so funny. Um, no, like, quietly. And then he does a Madea voice. Yep. Mm. He did that too. Um, but no, this was 2006. This is one of the earlier ones. Um, the, the, the hair gets worse from here. Yes, the, the latest The production one, design gets better, though. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, writing does not. No. Um, but that's Tyler Perry. He's as long as it's Tyler, yeah, he's gonna write it's what he's gonna, gonna, gonna write. The same thing. And, and you know he writes things. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? He writes things like in bulk. I don't want to say in bulk, but like he has like all of these scripts just. 
I'm sure he ready does. at the go. Um, I remember he posted this picture about well, I don't even want to say like about like two months ago, like yeah. But all of this writing he had done during like quarantine and stuff, he had like five scripts for sisters. He had oh all of this God. stuff for the haves and the have-nots. He just has all this stuff, and you just like. Do you I not think, know? I think what, maybe it's because the quality of the writing is not exactly. Necessarily, there's no way that you could be pumping be, out like, like quality like stuff. You can't be writing like. There's no way that you're writing like, twelve years a slave. Seventeen times in a year's worth of quarantine, like, yeah, like there's yeah. just like the quality of the writing is nah. I just don't yeah, no. think it's mm, no, no, no. But it's it not moonlight. He thinks he gives. It's, it's not. not it's anything. not moonlight. It's none of that. It's none of that. It's but it's giving you know commercial. Yes. Not to say that he is a bad businessman because he, I, I would say venture he say he's a great businessman. Great businessman. I mean, his whole like got his own lot, his studio he in Atlanta. Has, like, yeah, he's got he's, everything going for him. He really but, does. But I would just say let's that be his honest, writing, the writing isn't is not the there. best. But you know part who's going to consume it? The whole black community is going to continue to consume his work just because he of went how viral on Twitter the other day for um, a scene on Sisters that was a man saying that he likes to have his prostate tickled and everyone was like what is this why gay would shit that? Uh, like, I think everybody is just like why just say you're gay just say you're gay sir I'm not gonna assume I don't wanna assume sexuality exactly. but I want I would like to say he just does a lot of like homophobic stuff yes. in his and it, and it, it gives leads, closeted it, exactly it leads it me to believe closeted, that it's coming from a place of internalized homophobia internalized homophobia that's what it gives I'm like it's that's okay for a man to want his prostate tickled okay you don't have to write it like it's a fucking embarrassing insult and you're yeah. just, just leave it alone yes yes I don't yes. know it's it's what he does but we always thought he was so well like as kids and stuff that was a just, common conversation yeah and there's nothing wrong with that. If it's Tyler not. Perry, if you're gay, yay. Yay, I mean, if you can gay. speak about going from, like, being homeless <laughs> to, like, building yourself up and exactly. stuff like that. Exactly. Why would you? I think it's okay to, you know. Like, at this point, you have so much money, them. it doesn't matter exactly. if you're gay. Because you can literally do whatever exactly. fuck you want. It doesn't matter what like, people nobody's think of gonna you. Come, like, come on. You let Meghan Markle and Harry stay in your house. Right. I think... I think that... I think it's okay. No, I don't think anyone's gonna come for you if you're gay. No, it's no this one's This is a message to Tyler Perry if you are gay. Hey, we Tyler. We love you and we accept you. We do. Um, yes. But no. I, this... I used to watch this movie on repeat. Love that um, for you. Because we didn't have cable, but we had this DVD, yep. and I would literally just watch it on repeat. Um, Thank you for joining us on this journey of Meet the Browns, everyone. Yeah. If you watched the movie, if you didn't, you probably you just didn't. listened to this. That's okay too. Yeah. Anywho, don't recommend. Actually, I do. You guys need Why this. Why not? Meal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, should we get into our our last little? segment we have like can we do quotes i don't know if i have a quote you can say your favorite song i think my favorite song was the one of gerald and malay even though i don't want it to don't be. even like gerald and it wasn't my favorite my favorite song is the song they sing in the church about having a good man even though i don't give a fuck yeah about having a good man <laughs> at all but it's just it's just a bob just because it's an acapella song and it's a harmony and it's the women yeah and yeah that's it that's all i have to 
No, I don't have any quotes that are, are my favorite. Do you have quotes that are mm, your favorite? Not really. No, I, 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 the song is that covers it. Yeah. Just about. All yeah. right, we're going to speed through our next couple segments. Mostly just what's our Sarah update for the week? Anything to what report? Does she do? I don't know. Um, what has Miss Sarah Paul? Miss Sarah she did some Paulson birthday done? posts. Yeah, she's been on social media. We love that Doing for her. Doing some story posts. I don't know that she is doing anything she other was than working snubbed. right now. We know that. Robbie, oh my snubbery, god. Snubbery. Forgot that was I forgot last about week. that. Oh the, my god, that was the between the literal oh. snubbery. Um, we don't like to talk about fuck the Emmys. We won't I'm talk, so we won't happy talk much about for it, Kate Winslet and simultaneously so fucking angry on Sarah Paulson's well, behalf. I, I wish I cared more about Kate Winslet I the know. way that you do. I know that you love her. I did um, scream and, I and run out of my house when she got nominated. mayor of Eastwood Town 11, whatever it's called. I didn't want to say. 11? I don't know why I said that. I don't know why. Why am I talking about numbers? That's okay. There's no reason to be doing that. But we do, the Emmys may have gotten like certain things right, like MJ Rodriguez. Yes, but they um, did. Gene Smart and I, stuff. But my then, like, question is, why the fuck are they nominating so many goddamn shows these days? Like, there's too many exactly. things nominated. Like, for I think comedies, only like three of the comedies that got nominated actually deserve the nomination. Like, Hacks, Cobra Kai was on there for like, it should have been comedy. Hacks, Ted Lasso, and, I, and like yes. one other, which I can't even remember which one it was. But not fucking. Like there was like nine. I don't know. Like some things were campaigning as like comedies. Like I told how, my mom. What's and the, mom the was minimum like, amount of votes that you can get to be not like? Cause that's it's kind of exactly. crazy. I'm like, there's so so many. <laughs> I was just surprised. I would just like to know the threshold. Yeah. In which I don't know. these things were considered. But, but whatever. Fuck yeah. the Television Academy for not appreciating Sarah Paulson's gifts. Sophia um, Pinedo and. I think we got Sophia. We Pinedo, got Sophia. We got, we got MJ. Costumes in costumes for okay, Ratchet, yeah. and then we. I think they also did sets. Oh, good. But I think because that was those it. do definitely deserve recognition. Yeah, there was like if they amazing. didn't get nominated for that, then I quite it's literally would have burned the Academy down. Right. I don't but think it's a building, but I would have burned it down. Still mad. Exactly. <sighs> well, what's your what obsession? Yeah, I was going to do geography question, but I don't really want to do it today because I don't have no, my phone No, we don't care about geography. That's okay. We're just going to skip it. I can tell you something that I learned from Instagram yes. about geography. Tell me. Germ- is, there's a flood in Germany. Oh, no. Yes. I I'm watched sorry, some water. Germany. I watched all the water pour down the street oh, and no. take like a trash can with it. <gasps> That's terrible. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's it a was fear scary. of mine. Because, you know, I don't know how to swim and neither do you. Exactly. That's one of the, I have that nightmare a lot. Like my Have you ever had a flirt? dream where you are underwater and you're holding your breath and then you wake up and you're holding your breath in real life? Yes, I told you about this because this is the same thing I told you. I was telling you about how I choked myself because I thought I was choking out like <laughs> yes. an unsub. Okay, this has been discussed on the podcast before. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I just like remember like having this one crazy dream that I was drowning in this like murky lake and then I woke oh. up and I was like... <laughs> did that in my bed I was like oh my god like I've been like drowning myself in real life but anyway my my current obsession is the show This Way Up slash Sharon Horgan's writing just in general on the whole Um, if you're not watching This Way Up I don't know if you've seen it yet probably not it's such a quick watch it's literally two seasons there's six episodes each and each episode's 30 minutes so it's like I watch it in a day It's, it's gay Mm -hmm. it's 
Irish, which is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I love Irish people. They just make their accents make everything funnier because every episode she's like, yes. I'm shitting myself. That <laughs> she literally says that at one point. She's I like, What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I can't do it. Um, anyway, whatever. But sounds just like I sound so yeah, it's really good. Um, but yeah, it's just like these two amazing female comedians and they play sisters on the show and it's just like about life and there's nothing like too crazy that happens. It's just like they're hilarious and it's really funny to watch. So highly recommend. And if you finish that, go watch Catastrophe because that's the other Sharon Horgan show. And she's literally like my favorite writer of all time. And Carrie Fisher is on Catastrophe. So it's worth yes. watching just for her because she's so fucking funny. So that's my obsession right now. Love Sharon Horgan slash this way up slash catastrophe. And I'm rewatching catastrophe even though I've seen it like 15 times. Right. That's nice though. Go ahead. Um, my current obsession um, is cows, cow print. Yes. Cows. If you're following Bitch, me on Instagram, you're aware. You don't moo, move. Moo, 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 moo. <laughs> Call me Doja Cat just kidding don't do that but i do like i'm really into cow print right now we just got cow print chairs for my dining room oh yeah our dining room table or chairs are gonna be they're like leather cow print uh-huh. i'll send you pictures I'm obsessed we don't know what table already. though like what table are we gonna get to go with them because we don't i don't know what goes with cow print chairs any color yeah i literally wore a green shirt with cow print pants yesterday okay then the day before that i wore a cow print um tank soap with blue jeans okay so really i feel like any neutral color well not neutral but like any color really mm-hmm. okay word is that your the end of your obsession yeah i don't Nothing think there's else anything to else to add. On. no it's just cow cow print move. cow print is amazing cowgirl i love that it's becoming Yeehaw. a thing totally all yes. right should we end this i feel like we should I feel like we should too. All right, the light I'm is receding from your room, so it's uh, late it there. Dark. <laughs> it's not even that bad. It's eight fifty. Okay. I, I'm gonna ask. Uh, I'm, I don't want to do Spanish today, so I think I'm just gonna go to sleep. Yeah, I think you should. I I had Waffle House you. today though. I do want to let you know I have not had Waffle House since I've been home, and that I finally got it. Today. Is like your favorite. Exactly. I'm really happy Although for you. It was very what a not celebratory. Good. Oh. It was in the racist place too. Oh my waffles were good oh okay. but the service was not mm. and then there was this lady who was racist we mm. didn't like her but that's all i want to say okay that's it well on that note bye besties bye besties bye we bye. will talk to you soon adios yes. bye, bye. bye.